Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, pause for a second and hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on any new episodes. I'm really excited about some of the episodes I have coming up. I'm also going to be sharing, I've gotten a lot of requests for this, and I've sort of held back a little bit because I feel like I'm not super interesting, but I guess I am a little bit more interesting um, than I thought. So I'm going to be doing a breakdown of kind of my journey and how I went from smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day to being a vegetarian yogi and then shifted into competitive weightlifting and obsessive dieting to kind of where I am now, which is much more mindful and dare I say it, even occasionally intuitive, although I don't really like to put labels on it, but Anyways, I'm going to be digging into that on future episodes. So make sure that you hit subscribe or follow. If you've listened to episodes already and you like them, go ahead and leave me a rating. That is really helpful because it helps other people find the podcast as well. So anyways, I'm also going to remember that I need to speak more slowly. So if you normally listen to me on 0.75 speed, I understand because even my own grandfather one day told me that he couldn't understand me because I spoke too quickly. So that is something that I am working on. And in this episode, I wanted to touch on something that's come up with a few women I've talked to recently. And it's actually something that I personally worked through. And that is how do you know when it's time to stop tracking macros? And what do you do with the fear that if you don't track anymore, you're just going to go off the rails and end up gaining a bunch of weight, just eat whatever you want, et cetera, et cetera. And I hear you. I had the same fear for a really long time. And it's one of the reasons it took me a long time to actually break up with tracking. And I'll go into this deeper on a future episode, but just to give you an idea of where I'm coming from, I started tracking macros when I was gearing up to compete in Olympic weightlifting. And I was pretty meticulously weighing and measuring every gram I ate for around two years. For another year or so afterwards, I wasn't tracking, but I stayed very, very close to what I was eating then. So I kind of was still tracking, but it was more of a mental tracking. And then I had gone back to macro tracking and then I went off of it. And, and honestly, breaking up with tracking for good took me a while but it doesn't have to take you as long as it took me. And it also doesn't have to be as stressful as it was for me, because hopefully I can give you some insight onto how to go about this. And a little bit about my philosophy on nutrition, if you haven't sort of picked it up from listening to me so far, is that however you eat, I believe that it should be a, a style of eating that you feel like you can stick with for the long term. And yeah, nutrition is going to change naturally over time based on tastes, needs, environment, et cetera. You're not tied to one way of eating for the rest of your life. But I think something really hit me hard. I was talking to a new client recently and she said to me, she was like, I don't want to be 65 years old, still tracking my breakfast in my fitness pal. And I think that that sums it up perfectly because when I was deep in macro tracking, it was one of those things that, yeah, in the moment it worked really well for me, but I didn't necessarily see what the limitations were. And so being able to step back and understanding what the limitations were and what it was doing in my life was really helpful for me to understand how tracking macros didn't fit in with my values anymore. And so the thing is, is that tracking macros 
it, it can be really helpful. It offers structure. It gives you an external checks and balances. It offers accountability. And I think that that for you probably feels really helpful because if you're listening to this, I can bet that you probably don't fully trust yourself to make food decisions without that external control. And you've convinced yourself that all of that control is in the name of health and fitness. I mean, in theory, you're making sure you get the right balance of macronutrients. You're eating quote unquote healthy, which in theory is good, right? And this is where it really depends because some people macro tracking can be a short to medium term nutrition practice that really helps them learn a bit more about portion sizes and creates a little bit more structure in their nutrition. It can be a really, really awesome tool to hit specific physique or fitness goals, but many of us, myself included, start macro tracking and we don't actually have an exit strategy. And then for the rare few, macro tracking is something that they can see themselves doing for the long haul. This podcast is not for those people. And those are the people that genuinely are like, yeah, I can see myself doing this when I'm 60 years old or whatever that is. The thing is, is for others, it does come, it, it becomes obsessive and it becomes a way to control our bodies and the food that we eat. And it can lead to disordered eating habits and even potential eating disorders. And so something that started out as really helpful can turn into something that isn't adding to your life anymore. And I want to be really clear here. If you suspect that you have an eating disorder, working with a therapist or a counselor to help you with this is really important. As a nutrition coach, working with eating disorders or, or treating you for an eating disorder is outside of my scope of practice. And I'm speaking for all nutrition coaches here, unless they have specific education or, um, or credentials in this field. What I will do is I often work with clients in conjunction with a therapist or a counselor but I won't tell a client or I won't help a client fix an eating disorder because that is not what a coach should be doing. So I just wanted to make that clear. And before we hop into some tips to help you with that transition from macro tracking into a more mindful style of eating, I wanted to run through a couple of red flags that might be really helpful for you. If you're like, uh, I don't know if this is toxic. I don't know if this is good. So here's a couple red flags that might help you understand if this is not helpful for you. So red flags are you don't feel comfortable eating a meal unless you've tracked it. The thought of not tracking for a day or a week or longer really stresses you out. You actively avoid situations that you can't track like vacations, family meals, meals out with friends, potlucks, et cetera. You choose foods solely based on their macro content. You freak out if a meal or snack opportunity pops up that hasn't already been accounted for in your daily macros. And you're convinced that you're just going to go off the rails if you stop macro tracking. Those are all some pretty good ways to say, okay, hey, macro tracking is not super beneficial to me right now. Let me look at how I can efficiently sort of transition into something that I do feel comfortable with and I can build self-trust. And honestly, for me, a big one was noticing that I would freak out if I had tracked my meals perfectly for the day. And then all of a sudden a friend was like, oh my gosh, I brought you a cookie. And I'd be like, oh my God, Tetris, I have to like reorganize everything or I have to say no or pretend I'm full. And that for me was a big eye-opening moment, especially as I got into a relationship and was like, I need to be able to be flexible with the way that I eat and macro tracking is not offering me that right now. 
And I remember when I was really deep in tracking and at the end of the day, I would sometimes just eat a giant egg white omelet because all I had left was protein. I had no carbs or fat. And I would play macro Tetris to figure out how I could fit in fun foods throughout the day. I remember even, I remember once I wanted to kind of like, quote unquote, prove to myself that macro tracking was flexible. And so I remember tracking, like pre-logging a Snickers bar in my macros because I was like, well, if I can eat a Snickers bar, then it's not restrictive. And a couple of things happened is I ate the Snickers bar and as I was eating it, I was like, I don't even like this, but I felt compelled to eat it because I had tracked it. And so I ate it anyways, even though I didn't even really like it. And I, I also remember thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to be so restrictive the rest of the day to fit something like this in. Whereas chances are, if I just listen to my hunger cues, I may adjust how much I eat based on just how I feel and what my body needs. I was also consistently under eating for a very long time, just to be clear. And I also remember when I intentionally decided to, tr to not track on a day. And so I knew in my head that, oh, well, I'm not tracking this. So I don't, you know, I weirdly believe that like the calories didn't count and the, you know, sort of like the reins or not the reins, the constraints were off of me. And so there's one day that sticks in my mind in particular, where I remember going to a barbecue with friends and I was so fixated on the food. I couldn't even really enjoy the experience. And I remember going back to the food table over and over. And then at the end of the night, I decided on the way home, since I had already kind of screwed up the day in my head, I was, I picked up a, a, a bin, not a bin, um, a cup, not a cup. What's that thing? Like a container, a container of Ben and Jerry's, like a pint, I think it's, it is a pint of Ben and Jerry's and finished the whole thing because in my head, I was like, well, I can start over tomorrow with a clean macro slate and it doesn't matter. And I know that when it comes to letting go of macros, it's tough. You're stressed that you're going to gain weight. You're worried that you're just going to start eating whatever, whenever you want, you're never going to stop. You're worried that the second the rules are gone, you're going to eat like a kid in the candy store. And those are valid fears. They're valid because you don't know what self-trust looks like yet. You're currently paying attention to external cues, but you're not in touch with the internal ones as well. And this, so you may have built self-trust in, hey, I trust myself to track my macros. But what you haven't built self-trust in is I trust myself to eat to the point of satisfaction, or I trust myself that if I do decide to lose some body fat, that I may be a little bit hungry and I know what that feels like. And that self-trust feels pretty good because it gives you that internal control rather than depending on something external. And I'm going to be really honest with you is that if you're currently under eating on purpose to control a certain level of body fat, yeah, you're probably going to gain some weight when you stop tracking. But if you've been under eating, that's weight that you need to gain for mental and physical health. When I was deep in macro tracking and hyper controlling my body, I was overtraining and I was under eating and I would wake up in the middle of the night hungry. I was always cold. I lost my period. My hair was, I was shedding. I literally was shedding like my dog when she's like shifting from summer to winter or winter to summer. And it was, yeah, it was scary. And so, yeah, when I stopped tracking and started paying a little bit more attention to my hunger and fullness and eating more mindfully, I did gain some weight. 
but it was the weight that I needed to gain for my body to be at its best. And that may not be you. Your body might stay the same. You might even lose body fat, especially maybe you're super stressed over, over food right now and releasing the need to track can help you relax a bit. And maybe that will make your body change a little bit. I want to remind you that your bodies are meant to change over time. And letting go of macro tracking also doesn't mean that you can never try to lose body fat or enter a fat loss phase ever again. You are allowed to change your body if you want to, but if macros aren't working for you right now, or if they're triggering, or if they're stressful, or if they're limiting the type of life that you want to lead, then maybe it's time to break up with them for right now and revisit your fat loss goals at another point in time. And so you know that I love to give actionable tips. And so what are the tips that I have for you if you are thinking that it might be time to break up with macros? And so you have a couple, a couple of options here. You can go cold turkey on macros, or you can kind of wean yourself off of them. Depending on who you are, you might need to go cold turkey and just eat whatever you want for a while. This doesn't necessarily mean stuffing yourself every day and never eating another vegetable, but if you've been really, really strict for a long time, it might be really helpful for you to eat some meals that have zero protein or vegetables or letting yourself order a lot more takeout and seeing that the world does not implode and that life doesn't end. That might be really helpful for you. Personally, and what worked for me is there's kind of a middle ground. And I think that we can go at this in a more structured yet not rigid way. I want you to think about it like this. If macros are rules, your future nutrition will look more like guidelines. Rules are meant to be kept and there are consequences when rules are broken. This is very black and white. This is the way our brains tend to work. And guidelines are helpful. They're like a helpful guide for lack of a better term. And guidelines can be flexible. Guidelines are bendable. They're kind of like, I like to say, or I like to think a lot of it, like what doesn't bend will break and rules can be broken, but guidelines can be flexible. And so if you're ready to kind of wean yourself off of macros and start letting go of the hold that macros has over you, here's a few ways that you can get started. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, or if you know me <laughs> at all, you know, kind of the first place I'm going to go here is to get clear on your values. Often macro tracking is a way for us to control a small part of our life when other things in life feel a little bit out of control and understanding what type of life you actually want to lead and then understanding how macro tracking does or doesn't fit into that can be really helpful and help you better understand your why for wanting to stop tracking. And so you've heard this, you've heard me say this before, but I do this work with all of my new clients. And this is also part of the upcoming Confident Eater program, which is dropping in May slash June, 2022, if you're listening to this in real time. And this was a big part of what helped me let go of macro tracking because I looked at what my values were. I looked at what my sort of life goals were. And I realized that macro tracking wasn't helping me get closer to that type of person I wanted to be and wasn't helping me get closer to those goals, but was actually limiting me. And I have to be clear, like my goals are not super appearance focused right now. Appearance is something I think about. I want to look good, but I don't necessarily want to sacrifice social life or sacrifice flexibility or sacrifice connection with other people for the sake of eating, you know, a little bit of a stricter diet. That's just not something that's interesting to me or fits in my values. And 
then also before you actually, and this is something that I started years ago, before you actually stop tracking your food, I personally, some people might disagree with me here. I think it's really helpful to start building mindful eating skills before you drop tracking completely. And so what this looks like is to start paying attention during meals, start actually looking with your food and connecting with it, start eating more slowly, getting curious about what food feels good to you, what foods you actually enjoy, what amounts, what meal structure works well for you. There's a lot of curiosity that can go into this. And part of that is tapping into what your personal hunger, fullness, and satisfaction cues feel like. So I've linked in the show notes, I've linked the sign up for my free mindful eating mini course. And so this is a really amazing way to dip your toe into the water with mindful eating. It is so mindful eating is an amazing tool to regain some of that eating pleasure. Again, I found often with macros, both for me and for clients of mine that I've worked with is you end up sort of eating mechanically with macros. You sort of automatically finish everything on your plate and you default to foods or portion sizes that just fit with your numbers and mindful eating habits like eating more slowly and getting rid of distractions can help open you up to being more in touch with the experience of eating and can help you feel more in charge of what, how much, and why you eat. So again, the mindful eating mini course is linked in the show notes, or you can access it by going to bitesize.ck.page slash mindful eating. And next actionable tip, when it comes to whatever app you're tracking on, personally, I was a MyFitnessPal. I know now there's like Chronometer and a couple other ones. I, I have a client of mine that even uses one on Samsung, I think. And so whatever app you're using, stop tracking little by little. Give yourself a day or a meal left on track and then work up to a few days or a week. Check in with yourself in the process and remind yourself that like the world didn't fall down. Nothing bad happened because you didn't track. And if you're using those mindful eating skills, you're probably going to feel pretty okay about this. And so maybe that looks like for a while, you're still tracking once or twice a week, but you're also working on eating mindfully and using something like perhaps a balanced plate method, or I, I use hand portion sizes with a lot of my clients. On the days that you do track, continue to focus on those mindful eating skills and see how that those skills, those habits can potentially change your relationship to the numbers. I also think it's really helpful in this process to not weigh yourself for a while. And as I mentioned before, you may notice the scale go up a bit. One, that may not be body fat, especially if you are strength training or exercising in general or whatever it is. And two, that may be what your body needs. As I mentioned before, your bodies are meant to change. And yeah, it is likely that your body's going to fluctuate a little more when you're not weighing and measuring every little last thing you eat. But if you're really worried about this, there's a couple things I want to remind you. The weight on the scale says nothing about who you are as a person. And when you don't, if you didn't know that information, would it add stress or would it take away stress from your life? Personally, when I moved out of my old house, I haven't weighed myself now for a couple of years. Um, I do know that my pants fit a little bit tighter, not a whole lot, but I also bought some new comfy pants and that feels pretty great. And yeah, my body's a little bit softer, but letting go of macro tracking opened me up to a lot of other things. And honestly, my body has not changed all that much. And I'm the one that notices it more than anybody else. 
So if you're kind of worried about this, go back and listen to episode 18. I talk a bit more about body image in that episode. And I got to say, like, please, whatever you do for the love of God, please wear comfortable clothing. Uh, it can be really helpful through this process to shift on what your body to focusing on what your body can do rather than what you look like. And comfortable clothing is a really helpful part of that because honestly, there is nothing more triggering than wearing pants that are very slightly too tight when you are working through some food and body shit. I will tell you that from experience. And then my last actionable tip before we wrap up is that you are gonna hear that little voice pop up that says, this is a bad idea. You can't trust yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Especially after a day, maybe you overate a little bit, maybe you ate something that you wouldn't normally eat, or maybe you're just having a shitty day or just a bad body image day in general. Those thoughts are not going to disappear completely, but you're going to get better at managing them and a longer amount of time between them will exist. So that means that maybe they're popping up pretty frequently. You're going to get to a point where they're popping up very infrequently. When they do pop up, a really helpful tool that I learned in an acceptance and commitment therapy uh, course that I took recently is to remind yourself that you are not your thoughts and also your thoughts are not always facts. What I like to do is notice these thoughts. For example, I ate way too much yesterday. I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. That's a thought that maybe you have. That thought can become, I'm having the thought that I ate way too much yesterday and I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. Then that thought can become, I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that I ate way too much yesterday and I'm going to eat and I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. And that creates sort of space between you and that thought. You are no longer that thought. That thought is something that your brain is thinking that are two very different things. And it helps kind of give you a bigger perspective and it can help you address these thoughts in a different way. So I'll leave you with this. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, this sounds like a lot. This sounds hard. I spent a long time not trusting myself. And the thought of not depending on macros to sort of keep me on track feels really scary. I hear you and I see you and I was you. I went through this myself. I went back to macros. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I went back to macros multiple times because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't clear on my values. I didn't trust myself enough yet. And I want you to, to know that you can start little by little. You don't need to give up macros tomorrow. Maybe for you getting some guidance from a coach or a program or someone that can actually really help you with this transition can be really, really helpful. And maybe starting little by little for you looks like one untracked meal where you pay really close attention to your hunger and fullness. And maybe you enjoy the, me the meal without the TV on. Once you're done, take a moment to reflect on that meal and see how it felt. I want you to know that trust is gained through small actions. And there is a process for how to build that trust and confidence in yourself when it comes to food. This is, I'm just going to do a little shameless plug here, but this is the focus for the Confident Eater Group course, which I'm launching very soon. I created this so that you can build trust and you can build confidence in yourself through your mindset, your time management skills, your self-compassion, and your nutrition education. And how to do that without having to rely on something like macros or a diet or you know a super strict meal plan or whatever that is. And so if you want to learn more about that, you can go to bitesize.ck.page slash confident eater. You can reach out to me at bitesize nutri on Instagram. If you are signed up for my weekly emails, you're going to get the link to this podcast. 
You're also going to get some of the downloads from previous podcasts, and I'm going to link the Confident Eater details there. And fun, exciting news. I am getting very close to the launch of my brand new website, which is going to be so beautiful. And that will have all program details. It's going to have a beautiful new updated testimonials page, and that will be up very soon at bitesize.es. So www.bitesize.es, B-I-T-E-S-I-Z-E.es. And I will say this again before I sign off. If you're enjoying the podcast, give us a subscribe. I said that so weird. Sorry. Give us a subscribe and a follow, whatever that is. Leave a rating on Apple or Spotify. And if this podcast helped you in some way, it's probably going to be helpful for someone else, you know, so pass it on if you see fit. And I will see you here again next time for another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast.